0: Welcome to Bleeding Edge Interviews. I am your host, Super Dave. Thank you for joining me as I spend some time talking to the people responsible for all the amazing music you hear on Bleeding Edge every Saturday on Toxic Radio. This is where we get a little bit of insight into the minds of the people who are making the choice on a regular basis to deviate from the norm and push the boundaries of hard rock and metal. I was recently fortunate enough to have an extended conversation with Cody Lee Ford, guitar player for the band Sewin. Cody was kind enough to give me his time to talk about the release of Imperial and, and Lotus, which was his first album with the band as well as their upcoming tour, what it was like when he was joining the band, and give us a little insight into the personalities behind this heavy and often very serious music put out by Soen. So here you have it, my conversation with Cody Leaford of Soen. Ladies and gentlemen, I have with me this evening the lead guitarist, the talented lead guitarist of the band Soen here to tell us a little bit about what's going on with them between the release of a new album and an upcoming tour. Please welcome with me Cody Lee Ford of Sewing. Cody, welcome. Thank you for being here. My pleasure, David. Glad you could make it, and uh, I appreciate your time as always. It's uh, always good to be able to talk to the folks making the music that I'm playing on a weekly basis.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it's... Uh... It's it's nice for us to do this sort of thing here and there as well because um you know just interacting with 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 the fans and uh and you know we haven't been able to do that for about 2 years so
0: <laughs> yeah it it does seem like a decade or two doesn't it since uh, all of this started and we had to make adjustments Yeah 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 it's it's been a wild ride yeah All right well in the meantime though you guys weren't really slowed down uh imperial came out what beginning of this year if memory serves maybe late last year i'm in between actually it might be is it coming up on a year now
1: um yeah it came out um yeah, yeah. in february okay
0: um yeah february. i was right the first time i suddenly questioned my memory which you know when you get old that happens you got to do it so the great thing is it's it's been a fantastic album it's been getting all kinds of positive attention positive reviews it is kind of a continuation of lotus in style and development for you guys and just sort of takes that up a degree or so um it's really put together very nicely uh, I you probably had a little extra time to put some you know finishing touches and time and attention to it but in many ways, when I think about it, when I look at the membership and how it's changed in the band, in many ways, it's almost like a second album for a lot of you guys. The band changed really a lot just be- just before Lotus. Is that how you feel on your end? Is that what it's like still feeling like a newer band?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think um, with this current lineup... Um, you know, we, we kind of came out with Lotus and, and that was definitely, um, in, I would say an evolved sound of the band, you know, just you could think of it as a natural progression maybe. Um, but I think at that point, someone was really coming into its own. I know in the earlier years, uh, you know, the influences were sort of worn on the sleeves, if you will. Right. And, um, and so now I think we have this sort of own identity and, um, and it's nice. It's really liberating. It's, it's exciting. Um, you know, Lotus was received really well and, and, uh, and Imperial was definitely, a continuation of that sort of evolution mm-hmm. so um, yeah yeah it feels good I mean I know for for Martin and and Joel especially who've been in the band since the beginning they're just sort of hoping for um, some stability in in the sense of, of the other members right and so um, it's 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 never fun to have have a have a member leave, or to have to look for for a new member and and hope that they fit in. So um, I feel like with the group of guys we got now, uh, yeah, we're all very invested in this project, very excited for the future. And it's great because you know we all get to get along famously. We we really 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 enjoy touring, and we have a blast when we're on tour. And, uh, and so that's really important. I feel like it's, it's rare enough to get five guys in a room that can really vibe off of each other and, and, uh, come up with some sort of magic, you know, creative creatively, but then, but then to also get along, I think it's just, it's, 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 it's the winning lottery ticket. You know what I mean? So, so we're feeling, we're feeling good. We're feeling, uh, well, we were feeling like we were riding a, a high wave there before before COVID hit, and we're just kind of excited to get back to it when uh, when the world gets a little bit uh, back to normal.
0: Yeah, really. And yeah, I think uh, I like that thought process there, the idea that not just having a band that's creative together, but that enjoys being together, because I think we know plenty of examples in the past of bands on the edge of killing one another yeah basically uh yeah they were really creative at the time let's think of fleetwood mac around rumors and they were divorcing each other and were sleeping with each other so (laughs) okay um you know and that's actually it's interesting to to segue into that because i i can think when i if you google sewing on online obviously it's the only place you can do it um google will describe you guys as super group and of course right. there's that kind of double edged sword that goes with being a supergroup. is, is that how it feels to you? And, and it doesn't sound like you're quite feeling that edge, but I wonder.
1: Yeah, it's, um, I don't know. I've, I've we've sort of talked about that before and we, we find that that label maybe a little bit silly. I mean, you know, we don't, we don't write that stuff. Yeah. Right. So that is maybe in the, the, the uh, perspective of one fan or maybe a few. Um, but I mean, you, you understand why someone had that label. I mean, like in the, when the band was formed, you, you have a band, like, you know, you have uh, members like Martin Lopez and Steve DiGi- DiGiorgio and, and uh you know, Joel was a great vocalist in in his old band Willow Tree as well, but um, but you know nowadays you've got guys like Lars and myself and uh, Zlatoyar who are you know maybe not as well known as a Steve DiGiorgio, right? right. So um, you know, does does the label a metal supergroup that uh, still makes sense i don't know that's, that's that's for other people to say but uh but it's a flattering title
0: yeah and and i'm i'm not altogether certain but and, and i realize it, it would never be different because martin's a drummer but i believe if you're a metal supergroup, i'm almost certain international law requires mike portnoy's involvement and he's not been involved i don't want to rat you guys yeah I, you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right that's right yeah well uh yeah We'll have to get Fortnoy as a uh, second percussionist, maybe. <laughs> I bet he'd take you up on that, too. He always seems to have time on his hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah. it's interesting when you talk about the makeup of the, of the band, because, you know, you've, you've got all these Europeans. The band is Swedish in its roots. I'm not sure if all the members are Swedish besides yourself. But then it's, you go, wait a minute. how did this one Canadian guy get the band? How did that happen? How did you link up with them?
1: yeah yeah it's uh quite a cool story um basically i i got uh a message in my dms from uh from martin one day on instagram <laughs> just saying um hey cody this is martin from Sewin. you know really love your playing i guess he had seen some of my videos and uh and he just said um we're we're looking for another guitar player um email me at this email <laughs> and so at first i thought this is some sort of a joke this is like some sort of you know somebody pulling a prank on me or something because uh my background you know my in my teenage years especially opeth was like my favorite band <laughs> and and martin lopez was one of my favorite drummers, you know his his Latin feel on the, this sort of progressive metal music. I thought was just so cool, so unique, um, and it's kind of the first time I would, you know, as a guitar player, you listen to albums, and you're primarily listening to the guitar naturally, right? Um, that's where your your ear goes, but with opeth i could i felt like you know i want to listen to this album again just to like really hone in on on the drum parts it's kind of the first time i really felt that I was like listening to martin's drumming because i just found it so interesting so anyways uh, um so getting a message from from him was just this ridiculous thing and uh and so you know i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna email him just to see if it's, if this is legit, the email seemed legit. So I was like, okay. And, uh, his Instagram profile was, was private by the way with like not many followers or anything like that. So he, you know, he, he stays kind of low key on Instagram. And so, yeah, sure enough, I emailed him and, uh, and it was the real, the real guy, the Martin Lopez and, um, and, And he was like, Yeah, we're looking for a new guitar player. Would you be interested in joining? And I had no idea what that entailed. Like, if I was going to have to move to wherever they were located, I wasn't sure if they were still located in Sweden or whatever. Um, You know, I didn't know what this meant really, but all I could say was yes. You know, I think I would have been a fool to say no. Um, And, you know, I knew that this whole thing was going to maybe get me out of my little comfort zone of, of living in Ottawa. And, but, you know, as, as a musician, you, you work your way up to hopefully, um, you know, live out one of these scenarios, you know, you have a a great band come and approach you. And, and so, and so, yeah, I said, I just said, yes, you know, give me the details. Um, I would love to join this band. And, uh, I did, I did have to, um, do an audition. So it was between me and a few other guys, I think. And, uh, and yeah, the audition was, was kind of crazy because they just said, you know, learn, I think it was a sectarian, one of the songs off the Lakai album and, uh, you know, play like a solo on, on lucidity or whatever. And, uh, and so I did, and uh I had to I, they didn't give me any any tabs or any sort of instruction on how to play the tunes. I just had to learn them by ear kind of thing um in a few days and you know got together with my friend who's a videographer and kind of just did a playthrough for them and yeah, you know they they ended up liking it, and next thing i I knew I was having a Skype call with Martin and she was like, all right, man, you know, let's, let's do this thing. (laughs) And, uh, and so at this time they were just sort of getting in the studio, um, and, and recording Lotus. And so I, I not only needed to learn a, a set, but I needed to, uh, you know, write, the leads and, and solos for, for the Lotus record. And, uh, and yeah, so it was a really, really intense, I think that was April of 2018 that he had messaged me and then someone's first show back in action would have been August, early August. And so my first show with them was actually the uh, Wacken open air festival in Germany, which of course is the biggest metal festival in the world and uh was their biggest show to date as well in terms of audience and so it was just kind of throwing me into the fire (laughs) right off the bat and uh yeah it went great it went great so it was is it was a crazy six or seven months but uh but uh, a dream for sure
0: yeah yeah it certainly sounds like it that's a that's that's pretty amazing story that you could sit and admire them from afar. And then all of a sudden, boom, they call you up and go, hey, want to join the band? And you're going, wait, am I being catfished here?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it felt like. That's, That's what pretty felt cool.
0: like. That's awesome. So, so in that sense, you know, you're, you're coming in to replace someone else. And what was that like for you to then have to meld in with the band? And how would you describe your role in the band as having developed since then?
1: Yeah, yeah. Of course, when you when you join a band, uh, you kind of play a little bit of catch up, if you will, you know, you got to learn the sets, um, learn all your parts, right. And, uh, and then, and then naturally, yeah, it, it, it evolves. And so, you know, now I can sort of share riffs and come up with ideas and help with lyrics and, and this sort of thing. So um, you slowly become a little bit more integral. Yeah. Um but yeah, you know, it's it's always it's always interesting to to be in this situation because you know, Marcus Gidel, who's a guitar player right before me, just a fantastic guitar player. And uh, you know, he's played in some really great bands and he still plays in some really great bands as well. And uh and and you know that. You know, every musician is going to have sort of these followings, these cult followings. You know, people are going to really enjoy his sort of style on the music. And and so, you know, you sort of have to live up to it. Uh, You have to do his parts that he wrote justice. Um, And then you got to be able to kind of. Put your own spin and personality on it as well, you know, to show that you know this is this is the the new guitar player in Soen, and uh, I, I hope that that people can embrace it and uh, enjoy it. And you know what, the the Soen fans have been incredible from day one, just like a really, really, really great fan base, and uh, yeah, super supportive of me and and um and
0: very encouraging so yeah
1: it's been nice it's been really nice
0: and i think you uh you touched on something that was also in my mind as part of this was listening to so and the one thing that's really stood out to me is is martin's drumming and and mm-hmm. with you when you know you say it's unique now, to me as a well, well we'll speak of it in gaming terms i'm like a level two drummer <laughs> okay it's been a while it's been from high school so you know i'm not impressive but i've always been attuned to listening to the drum parts um, right he has a style that really more than a lot of drummers i think drives the sound of sewing. it is what i kind of described as propulsive polyrhythmic like there, there's totally. rarely uh, uh, anything simple there's rarely you know, a three, four time signature, or at least if there is one, it's not even really entirely played that way. And it's not polyrhythmic in my mind, the way say African rhythms would be, or things like that, which to me always sound like they're just kind of stuff happening. It's all over the place, but it doesn't feel like it's got a through line or a direction. Whereas his does, Yeah, it really seems to demand of the band around him to adjust to what he's doing more so than I think it does in the case of a lot of other drummers who have a larger role of, um, and I guess that's what he's still doing too. Just them setting a rhythm and then the yep. band plays that, and he's more background. Martin has got drumming that's so much more in the forefront than a lot of a uh, lot of the other ones out there. What what is it like adapting your playing style from whatever it was you were doing before someone to to that to suddenly going well? Wait a minute. I almost have to take my cue from what the drums are doing before yeah I figure out what I'm doing
1: yeah, for sure for sure yeah it's a it's a that's a great a great point um when i uh I'll go back actually to my to my audition uh the first time I had sent them um my audition of uh sectarian um that martin wanted me to do it one more time. But told me, you know, you know, I just need you to 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 own the song, basically. I need you to play relaxed, a little bit more in the pocket. Mm -hmm. And um it was it's a it's a hard thing to do when you're just when you've just learned the song. You know what I mean? Like, give me a few weeks and maybe I can uh play. (laughs) So it was like immediately I was like, okay, yeah, he's right. You know, he listened back and um, maybe certain parts were just just a tad rushed or whatever. And, um, and so, so I've learned a lot, a lot, you know, playing, playing with Martin and, uh, sort of the importance of having this relaxed style. Like you have to obviously play in a way that's really driving, of course, but, um, but yeah, you can't be rushing anything because so much of his rhythms and so much of what makes the so and sound heavy, um, you know, relies on that sort of relaxedness, right? It's like um, it's heavy, but it's groovy. You right. can almost yeah. dance to it, like you could headband headbang or you could dance to it, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and that all sort of spawns from from his. His style which is you know uh, very centered around Latin rhythms right and so yeah to your point a lot of the Soen music is um, yeah the, the foundation is some sort of like Latin-esque rhythm um, but then just with metal riffs on top of it kind of thing yeah. And uh, and so yeah it's it's been a privilege for sure to be in a band with, with Martin. He's definitely taught me a lot. And, um, <clears throat> I think, you know, even when I joined the band, there were definitely certain parts and in, in certain songs where, you know, I, I could almost speak the parts as a sentence, but knowing exactly how it lined up in the rhythm, I had to really focus on it, you know, like really, cause so much of it is, 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 is so syncopated. Yes. Um, you know, there's not, there's not like in a lot of the riffs, there's not a lot happening on the downbeat. A lot of it is on the upbeat. Right. And so, um, I think over the years I've definitely improved that and I've, you know, made efforts to just always be practicing to a metronome and whatnot uh just to kind of get the the rhythm chops as as tight as possible to uh to do the drum parts justice yeah yeah, yeah
0: it strikes me as, as very demanding in that sense there there very much is um like i kind of chuckled to myself when you said he he told you to got to own the song more i'm like martin you got to give up some more of it just so i can own some of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah like dude you've got a stranglehold on this thing damn it So Uh -uh. I can imagine, but in many ways, that's the kind of thing that often will drive us to excel. You know, I think you talked at one point about stretching yourself out of your comfort zone, you know, that's the kind of thing that does that and makes us, us, well, makes some people better. I don't play drums anymore, so I'm not getting better at that. um, Yeah. So, and what influences did you bring with you to the band And, and what other influences were always, obviously there was some Latin rhythm influence there from Martin, but you know, what did you bring and make part of sewing? I know from seeing previous interviews of other people with you that I know you were a big uh, Eddie Van Halen fan um, mm-hmm. and David Lee Roth over Sammy Hagar. Yeah, that's fair enough. Should be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Sammy. Just it's not the same anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so besides that, what else did you bring into and, and sort of toss in that stew that is sewing? Yeah,
1: yeah. Um... I mean, I've, I kind of, my, my thing was like progressive music and, um, that's what I really listened to a lot, uh, throughout my, my teens and my twenties. Um, but I I have a very eclectic taste in music and so does everybody else in the band actually. And I think that's really important. You know, we've played with, (laughs) we've played with certain we've played with bands that have opened for us and it's funny like the entire day they're just listening to music that is like exactly what their band sounds like. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And it's just, it gets so redundant that it's almost like how, how do you even enjoy playing your own stuff anymore? It's like, it's all you're hearing. Right. So, um, so yeah, just kind of, an eclectic taste i mean when i joined the band martin and i had talked about influential guitar players and stuff and uh you know we both agreed that or we both have the same sentiment that that uh you know david gilmour is is sort of the king for us and um man he's you know my my biggest sort of inspiration he's he's the one that you know i i listen to his solos and he really makes me feel something yeah um, which is a really hard thing. I think so many, especially where guitars seems to be going nowadays, it's with like the age of Instagram and stuff. It's like such a talent show out there, you know? And, uh, and I appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate that, that people are taking guitar to the next level and it definitely inspires me, you know, to keep practicing and stuff like that. But um but yeah, I think um I think for me, you know, serving the song is the most important thing. I think that's kind of what I bring to the band. Um, you can't have a ballad and and just shred over it, right. you know, you gotta come up with something that's that's really meaningful and kind of bring yourself into a headspace where you know maybe an uncomfortable headspace where it's like feeling some sort of pain or something like that, you know, because a lot of the sewing tunes and, and lyrics um, are about sort of the, 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 the pain, the various pains of, of the world and, and injustices and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So, so you have to do that justice. Um, but, you know, other than that, I think, I think I'm just kind of a uh, <laughs> a chill personality and uh you know try not to get in the way um if I don't need to yeah. and um yeah just like I said just try to serve the song as as best as I can
0: yeah and I I think you touched on a thing I on on something that I think goes along with being a fan of any kind of progressive music is is probably having those varied interests because yeah. that's how it gets progressive having those interests, having those tastes, and listening to all these different styles is what leads to you blending them in. And, mm-hmm. and you touch one of my one of my pet peeves. Or I guess I'll call it that is is the idea of soloing. And yeah, yeah. you're right. The, the the shredders that okay, yes, you've done three thousand notes in a minute, but can mm-hmm. you give me feel? And Gilmore is usually the one I think of. And now that you mm-hmm. said that, I'm going. Oh, I think he'd do really good in a sewing song. You guys got to get him for a guest solo or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that, would, that would be a dream.
0: <laughs> yeah, something just so, it suddenly clicked with that. I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, I think that would be amazing. Um, and just such a you know a, a melding of the past and the and the present and the future, mm. so to speak. But anyway, that's a fanboy wet dream on my part. So. <laughs> but I like yeah, that. Yeah, um, I do too. What would you talking about Imperial and talking about the themes that that you guys um, often write about? Uh, I, I know Imperial certainly seems to have a very strong sense of of speaking out, I guess, against tyranny, against uh, mm-hmm. political violence, um, things like that. I guess is about the best way I can say yeah um what was it like for you, and what drove that like what, what what was the genesis of that theme for the album, and what was it like making this album that you would say was different for you than previous?
1: um yeah the <clears throat> i think I think it's just a very natural thing to to speak about um, it's almost unavoidable. Right now, just you know the uh, the state of the world, and of course we're all connected through social media, and so you're just you're just getting bombarded all the time with all of these injustices, and and um, you know the, you think about you know how the world is being affected uh, in the climate sense. Um, you know politically in different parts of the world there's just so much so much going on that um you know you'll you'll hear all of us sort of use this quote here and there but it's we're, there's there's no time to talk about uh dragons and stuff right now you know what i mean um the escapism sort of lyrics have their place but i think right now it's like you have to really talk about these things and, um, and so, yeah, I think Imperial was just sort of so someone's, someone's newspaper, you know, someone's news channel, uh, it's, it's the kind of stuff that, that we're seeing all the time. It's the kind of stuff that some of us are affected by. Um, and yeah, I think, I think with this group of guys, we just, we sort of feel maybe this obligation to be a voice for those people. You know, I think about how Joel's voice just really, really resonates with people and, and can sort of tug at, at, at their heartstrings. Um, it's sort of a double whammy if, if, if we're, if we're speaking about things that actually um, are current in, in people's lives, you know, um and so i think i think it was just yeah to to kind of sum that all up just just a very natural um progression of of you know lyrically thematically where should we be going it didn't really need much thought it was just you know let's let's speak about the world yeah
0: yeah and it's it's Really thoughtful stuff, really deep stuff. As a matter of fact, I, I literally uh, had thought about it before. I think I probably got around to it this weekend, but you know, just sort of posted up on my Facebook a little snippet from Monarch that really speaks mm-hmm. to me. That was, you know, really good. Like, I like to do that from time to time because I like those lyrics that that make you think, that inspire a little bit. And, yeah, and, and you guys are definitely there with that. It's, it's really thoughtful music. Um, which I think in some ways is where you balance out. You're that laid back kind of relaxed guy. When I see Martin interviews, he seems like really focused and serious. He may not always be, maybe he doesn't like doing interviews to make some people come across nervous, but, um, but you seem like very different personalities.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, you'd have to meet everybody. You know what I mean? It's Martin. Martin is the, the kind of guy. Yeah. He's, when it comes to, to his art, um, yeah, he's focused. He's, um, yeah, it, it, it means it, you know, it, it, it kind of means a lot to him. So he's, he's very serious about it, you know, let's say, um, but he's also one of the most, you know, down to earth guys I know. And one of the most hilarious guys that I know as well. So, um and that's like that for all the other guys too you know in in interviews um we're gonna be probably serious most of the time because it's the topics are sort of serious and and uh we're, we're serious about making the best music we can but uh but outside of the interview scenario you know it's 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 good times it's it's laid back it's uh it's funny. It's funny times, man. It's 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 a really uh, <laughs> it's it's a really humorous band, actually. We got a lot of um, a lot a lot of people that tour with us. They seem to to really just meld in with with the group of guys and uh, and uh, and yeah, it's 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 like a family as well. You know, all the other guys they've got families and stuff too, so they're all down to earth. Dads who, who uh, yeah, are just balanced human beings. Right.
0: Yeah, and that's that's very cool to hear in many ways. And I know it's sometimes hard to understand people through the lens of their celebrity, basically. And the example I can always think of because they always wrote very serious themes, very serious and pretty much heavy music. There wasn't a lot of fun, silly party music, and that's Rush. And then you get to see, especially in these later years after there's a documentary and after they're doing some things, these guys are a bunch of goofballs. They literally no, yeah. are about some of the most down to earth people you could ever meet. They're just goofy and silly and playing around. You go, Okay. So here we thought they were these, you know, super professorial, <laughs> super intelligent, serious people and, and no, they're they're goofing around and you got commercials now with Getty and Alex making beer and just screwing yeah. them talking yeah. about it. So you know that's that's the the amazing thing and it's it's a shame sometimes when there there's that misperception because you know there's big difference between somebody taking what they do seriously and who they are as a person and and you can be both yeah
1: yeah for sure and i think for um for many musicians myself for sure it's uh you know music is is that sort of medium in which you can sort of like flex your serious side or your emotional side. So, um, or your angry side, that the the kind of stuff that you don't necessarily want to be on like a daily basis, you know what I mean? But is like super important to, to feel, um, you know, mentally well and just balanced. And so it's, it's definitely that,
0: uh, Yeah.
1: uh, cathartic in that way
0: right which is which again is awesome because you gotta have fun while you're doing it too or (laughs) that's right it gets too hard to do definitely definitely now as you approach this album was there any other ways I think I don't think we talked about too much but were there ways for this particular Mm -hmm. album where you said you know what I want to stretch myself out of my comfort zone with this kind of technique or this kind of approach something you did differently than you did in Lotus
1: (laughs) Um I mean the thing not so much in in regards to to techniques or anything like that. I mean as a guitar player I'm always practicing on on new techniques and and just trying to to become better, right? Um but um I'd say just the most difficult thing about it was that, you know, when we Martin had recorded his drums in January or January February um right before the pandemic right and then we had planned to record sort of the rest of the album in between tours throughout the year and um and then yeah of course the pandemic struck and we were in Mexico at the time just starting our um Latin America tour and so we had to fly back home and um and we were like you know what screw it we might as well uh, you know we gotta make the best of the situation, and um let's get to work on this album and so the toughest thing to do for me was actually just um you know i i'm sort of an i was sort of a noob with the whole like uh you know recording and and computers and stuff like it's not my forte you know um I'm slowly learning all about it but um I didn't really have any recording equipment and i have very minimal experience using a DAW. And, um, and so, yeah, the toughest thing was just, okay, I got to get all this equipment. I need to learn how to use this DAW and, uh, you know, learn parts, write parts, all that kind of stuff and, and record it remotely. So where I'm sitting right now is basically where I recorded all of my parts for Imperial, just right here in front of this computer and uh and so that that was challenging because you know you're sort of used to um being in a studio you know bouncing ideas off of off of off the other members um but this was yeah a different challenge for sure and uh and yeah worked really hard it was it was a lot a lot a lot a lot of work just kind of doing everything down here and, um, and, you know, I might finish a solo in, in a few days and I might finish a solo in like three weeks, you know, some of, some of the, um, sometimes the ideas, they fall into place like this. And sometimes it's just by the end of the solo, you're just like, you're, you're almost hating it, you know, cause you've just tried, you've just tried to refine it so much that, um, you've lost all sense of like, what is good and what isn't, you know, um, and like I said, usually you can just bounce that off in real time to somebody. And, uh, but now, but we're at the same time, we're, we're very thankful that we could be productive remotely. I think it's, it's such a, such a cool thing. Um, you know, our, our bass player, he lives in the Ukraine now, the new bass player. And, um, and so I'm here in Canada, the other guys in Sweden, and we're just uh-huh. sharing files and, and figuring it out that way. So, um, it was nice to have something to keep our minds occupied for the first you know 5 6 months of of that pandemic yeah yeah it was it was it was good
0: yeah it's it's i think forced people to do a lot of things out of order differently than they've done you know mm-hmm. for some people it became a creative period where they just churned out more stuff but yeah it's yeah. not an easy thing and it does require a lot of adaptation, but uh, totally got to totally. say for, for the result. Wow. You know that that you guys really nailed it uh, concerning the fact that you're all recording in different places, not in studios. I mean, holy smokes.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we were really, really happy with uh, with how with how it all turned out. Um, it's uh, and, you know, kudos goes to our, our buddy iñaki Marconi, mm-hmm. who's He's sort of the uh the uh the um the other member of sewing, you know, who's not on the stage there every night. Right. Um he he's he's the guy in the middle of us all, sort of getting the files into place and and helping with the production and making sure everything runs like a well-oiled machine, because you know, musicians need this type of person. <laughs> <laughs> um, So yeah, he was a, he was a big help in it. And, uh, we were really happy with how, uh, how everything turned out. I think Kane Churko did a good, great job on, on the mixing of it. And yeah, it just sounds big. Sounds huge. It really does.
0: Now uh, you were talking about touring. So you guys are scheduled to start in, in Europe in November. That's right. I'm hoping that's still on track because I know there's been a lot of changes getting announced. Um, and, as you approach that what what is your prep for that what what do you expect it to look like what is uh, what are you gonna do uh, to, to get ready for that
1: yeah it's it's you know it's tough to know what to expect now because i, uh, I I'm following you know some of my friends are, are touring already and um, you know they're they're playing these big shows with uh, you know thousands of people. And maybe nobody's masked, but maybe there are uh, vaccine requirements. And then I've got some other friends, you know, they're playing shows where uh, the attendance has taken a hit just because people might not be as comfortable going to shows yet. And, you know, these people are masked. And, uh, you know, my my, my one buddy, he played a show and, you know, he's he's a performer, uh, guitar player and he does backup vocals, but he had to be wearing a mask on stage, you know? So it's like everywhere, everywhere in the, in the world is a little bit different right now. And then, you know, you're hearing about cancellations still. And, uh, and so we're just hoping, we're just hoping for the best. I mean, when it comes to getting ready for, for the tour, I mean, nothing else is, is that different for me? Just practice the, the hell out of these tunes. And, um, just make sure i'm ready for it you know dial in all my tones and um yeah just just be ready to see the guys i mean it's all all the guys are top notch musicians and so we might rehearse for a tour for maybe like a a few days to a week before we actually hit the road you know what i mean just to make sure everything is sounding good um but uh
0: but yeah that's 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 pretty much it for me man yeah Okay. so that was actually part of the reason when we were setting this up, I was trying to get a handle on where you were. I was thinking, I don't know how soon they start practicing before touring. I have no idea how bands do this. So, so thinking, yeah. oh, it could be already over there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, and then it started to hit me up like, yeah, you know, it's November. I think he's probably still in Canada, Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, if, if doing some of the research, trying to figure out, because I, I couldn't recall and I looked it what I found says to me that someone hasn't done much in the way of tour dates or appearances in North America. Did I, did I miss stuff or am I right? I saw a couple festivals, I think in Florida and, uh, I forget what the other one was. Is that really true? Is that it?
1: Yeah, we played, uh, we played in, I think it was Atlanta, Prague power fest. Um, we played the cruise, the, um, 70,000 tons of metal crews that, uh, um, in Florida. Mm. And then, um, we played a few Canadian dates, um, around that Atlanta show. Uh, so we played Ottawa and Montreal and and Quebec city. And that is pretty much it for, for, uh, yeah, for, for being in, in North America. So, um, yeah, there's definitely, I mean, one of the, one of the, the main reasons for the U S is just, you have to, it has to be the right time. It has to, um, um, you know, you've got to make the most of it because of the visas and everything. Right. It's kind of, it's really expensive to get over there. And so, um, so there's always that little hurdle. And, uh, of course we know it's going to be worth it when we go. Uh, but yeah, the, there are definitely talks and plans uh pieces moving right now that that uh that are going to get us over there so excellent it should be hopefully next year uh maybe later next year <clears throat> um but yeah we're we're really excited we're really excited to get to the u.s and and uh and more dates in canada
0: excellent yeah i'm I, when I first looked at that I thought that's that amazes me these guys are as solid and as well known as as many other bands that have been around and out I'm going it doesn't make sense and and to me it was frustrating I'm going I imagine it's frustrating for them or maybe not <laughs> maybe maybe not I don't know uh, maybe everybody's going I don't really want to go to the US I'll go if I have to <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a huge market, sure. and uh, we, know, we know we've got a lot of fans over there. There's lots of people, I think, uh, frustrated at this point sure. that they haven't been able to see us, right? And, uh, and we know that, we know that, and there's no, there's, uh, you know, we're not trying to, uh, to avoid the U.S. by any means. We're really excited to go over there, and um, and yeah, I mean, pre-pandemic, there was definitely plans falling into place to, to get the uh, U.S. tour happening but uh of course everything sure. everything went to shit right so yeah. so now we're uh <clears throat> so now everything is a little bit backlogged like we still got these uh these tours um that we have to do and um you know the latin america tour has been rebooked a number of times at this point and so is the europe tours and um so yeah we'll be doing those first and then uh, hopefully making our way over
0: That would be great. I would be looking very much forward to that. I, I, I realize it's not exactly what one would call a mainstream genre, but in my view, um, the Prague community metal and otherwise Mm -hmm. is, is really stronger these days than I think almost it's ever been, you know, that there's really a lot of unity and, and, you know, sharing of all these bands and all these artists that, just strengthens it and and there there is absolutely a market out there looking for exactly what you guys are doing. So uh you know the US I'm certain I I I know I'm not the only one to do, <laughs> I am certain of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: I think uh it's going to be great. We know it we know it will be. Yeah.
0: Excellent. So we're we're running out of time here. Uh, very quickly, but I wanted to check in on one thing, and this is kind of a a little other life, so to speak, other aspect of my life, personal thing. But I I noticed that as as you folks were releasing some of the lost quote unquote lost tracks from Lotus, mm-hmm. that there was uh, one entitled EMDR. Yeah. So as yeah. I I mentioned in my email, I I've got a background in behavioral health, so I know awesome. exactly what that is, and I look at that and I go boy, that is so unusual to see that come up in this context. So I, I just, I'm, I'm glad I get to talk to somebody in the band. I'm going, what is the origin of that song? Where, where did that come from and what inspired that?
1: Yeah, so um, I guess for the listeners, I had actually written down sort of the, uh, the definition of what EMDR is. Uh, so I'll read that really quickly just to get everybody up to speed. Um, but it's a type of therapy. Okay. So it's, it encourages patients, uh, to briefly focus on trauma while experiencing bilateral stimulation, which is typically eye movements, uh, which is associated with a reduction in the vividness and emotion associated with the trauma memories. And so, you know, a lot of people with, uh, PTSD will, um, try to try to use this sort of therapy to, um, you know maybe come to terms with their trauma and and sort of rewire their brains in, in a way, right? Um so the um where this one spawned from is actually a really personal story of uh of one of the guys in the band. I'll I'll I will keep him anon- anonymous for the for the sake of his privacy, but um but he has had this this therapy. Um he had a really traumatic um event happened to him um where basically somebody just tried to kill him out of the blue and uh and he almost he almost lost his life um you know we're grateful he's still with us today but um but yeah and so he has taken this this therapy and happy to report he's 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 doing well about all of it now you know he's he's good he's good to go but um but yeah this the song is interesting because lyrically it is not directly talking about the therapy um itself but um you know that who shall not be named actually sort of learned a lot from about, you know, the person that tried to kill him through, uh, through the trials yeah. wow. in, in the court. And so sort of in this backwards way, the song is actually from the perspective of the defendant. And, um, and sort of, you know, where, where he was mentally, um, but yeah. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a very personal song. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're just, I, I think, you know, this, this is what music is for, right. It's, it's, I get that sort of stuff out and, uh, you know, songs always hit harder when they're a little bit personal. Right. Sure. absolutely. Uh, and I think, you know, I think it, I think it translates. I think, I think people, to feel that, and um, and yeah, at the end of the day, we're just we're just glad he's still with us, and that it didn't end tragically.
0: Yeah, You're right. Yeah, it's uh, that's an amazing story, and really, I, I I feel impressed by the person who takes that moment to put himself in a position of understanding the mind of someone who tried to do them harm. Like that's yeah. that's no small thing. That's it that isn't. Is, really kind of a, a mind-expanding, and and to an extent a heart-expanding thing, because I mean, that's that's a moment of empathy to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. So that's
1: sure. sure.
0: explained to me too when I read through the lyrics, because I'm reading through it, I'm going, okay, I'm not sure where I'm connecting exactly, because ex- it was very abstract in many ways, you know? Yeah. And, and so that helps deepen my understanding of the song. And I gotta say, it's not just for the subject matter, but really I think because of the melody and all that stuff I like, it's my favorite of those lost songs you guys have been releasing. So um, it's really very cool moment of crossover of my two aspects of my life in that particular moment. So I really like to see that. And it's, and it's you did that perfect description of EMDR. And I know for a lot of people, have never heard of it before. Um, you can read it and say, wait a minute, what? what kind of fucking voodoo is this? (laughs) Like, you're talking about what, to move the eyes back and forth? Well, it can be eyes. It can be other things. There there are other, that's how it started. But Mm -hmm. it has, it literally is, uh, unless I missed a change somewhere along the line, the most researched of therapy techniques and has been validated. It works and it works quickly. It sounds off the wall. Who cares? It works. Yeah you know, yeah, and, and not works. just for PTSD, but all kinds of other things. So it's just kind of that moment there where I'm going, that's, that's very cool. So I'm, I'm glad that he was able to process that experience through music that way. And I'm thankful that, you know, uh, it was shared by you guys with the rest of us, because for me, that was it's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. 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 It's, 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 it's quite the story for sure. For sure. And so, you know, we're, uh, we're all just, happy to contribute to a song like that
0: you know yeah yeah it's really 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 cool and sometimes you wish more bands did it <laughs> yeah 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 so. for sure well uh cody it's it's been an absolute pleasure for me talking to you and and getting to know you a bit and getting to know the band a little bit better through all this um with everything you've got coming up with the continued success of the album i i and the and the tour coming i wish you all the success it's it's easily well deserved and it's something that uh i certainly hope continues to grow and god willing i get to see you guys live at some point in time it's uh certainly again it's been my pleasure i thank you for your time sir
1: thank you man it's 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 my pleasure as well and uh hopefully we can uh meet in person and continue to chat hopefully next year
0: thank you again i appreciate it ladies and gentlemen again big appreciation for cody lee ford sewing And there you have it. My conversation with Cody Lee Ford of Soan, just a a fun, laid-back, cool dude. Really enjoyed the conversation. And again, I thank him for his time to be on the show. Always enjoy talking with the people behind all the great music that makes up Leading Edge. It just helps get me out of the bed every day, and I really am thankful for that. I wish Cody and the rest of the band all the best with the continued success of Imperial as well as the upcoming tour. I hope it goes smoothly and we get to see them here in the States sometime real soon. Thanks again, Cody. Thank you for joining me once again for Bleeding Edge Interviews. Just a quick reminder, you can find me on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you haven't already, please check out my other interviews. They are available wherever you find podcasts. Just search under Toxic Radio. They are also available through toxicradio.net as well as the free Toxic Radio app. Meanwhile, remember, Bleeding Edge is on every Saturday, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, featuring only the best in prog metal, alt metal, and anything else that rocks hard and pushes the boundaries. This is Super Dave, signing off.